This is Extreme Ag's Shortcuts. Let's get right into it. Greetings coming to you from Miles Farms in McGee, Arkansas. We're talking about uptake. You know what? Prices of fertility through the roof. You've probably got fertility in your soils that you're not getting the biggest benefit from. Why? Because we've always over-applied fertilizer and under-uptaked under it for the plant. That's what we're talking about today. I got Rob Dedman, Ultimate Ag Consulting and a business partner of Matt and Lane Miles. I've also got James Patterson with AgroTech USA. We're going to be talking about uptake. All right, you met each other because you went to a conference and you knew that your tissue samples and corn said not enough phosphorus in this plant. And you knew there was boatloads of phosphorus out in that field because of old chicken litter. You started looking into this a little bit more. You said, I'm an agronomist guy. I know that we need to get more of the fertility up into the plant. That was your journey. Start me from kind of then and bring me till now. So, you know, yeah, um, was doing a webinar during COVID and James has had a, a presenter and they were presenting about the product. And I said, I mean, during the webinar, I called Matt, I said, Matt, this is a product we've got to have. I said, this is going to fix our problems. And he, you know, it's natural like everything else. I always tell him, yeah, yeah, we'll have to test it. And da, da, da. Reached out to James right after the webinar. Uh -huh. He answered the phone, uh, told him what, what I was trying to do, what we wanted to do. He immediately said, well, we can work here. We can, we can help here. And and uh, I told him, I said, you know, James, I said, our pHs are 5.8 are, are to 6.5. He said, that's exactly where we want to be at. And, and he said, let me send you some trial product. And, and he did. And, and we put it out. And like we've talked about, you know, uh, we put it out in several different tests last year all over this farm. It never lost. It never lost. We consistently saw greater, you know, 17, 23 even greater amounts of tissue uptake of phosphorus in the plants, you're, regardless you're, of where you're, it's at. You're, you're, when you sampled your tissues compared to year over year when you hadn't used any of this stuff that's specifically designed to get more nutrients up in the plant, you said 17% more in, was being uptaken in the plant? 17 was a low end. Okay. And it wasn't, it wasn't as compared to previous years. It was compared to the untreated side by side that year. Real quickly, to the to the farm operator that doesn't do tissue sampling, we've talked about this before here at Extreme Ag. If you're not tissue sampling, those plants might look okay when you're driving by. They might not look okay when you drive by. But if you're not tissue sampling, you don't know what the hell's going on. No, so tissue samples, you know, to me are are like the report card for the crop. You know, there's so many of the nutrients that we can't we can't fix it right now during the crop. But it, it gives us a, a roadmap, a report card of how can we repair things for next year? How can we be better prepared for next year? You know, some of these micronutrients and things like that, we can fix those deficiencies in crop. Mm -hmm. Some of our majors, it's pretty hard to fix in crop. James Patterson, sales agronomist for Agrotech USA, uh, uptake going into the crop. Have we been missing out on this and now it's gonna be like this easy thing that we just figured out like, holy crap, why did it take us this long? Is that where we are with this whole issue? You know, I think it's just been brought to light due to a number of reasons. One, where commodity prices are in terms of fertilizer now. So now our input costs are going up. Mm -hmm. But if we look at the trend about where our actual technology has been going and we look at the equipment and the timing, we've been doing this all along. We're getting more and more efficient every year. We're putting fertilizer down more precisely. We're applying fertilizer with wire drops. We're timing things for a certain reason. Why are we timing things? We're timing things because we're going to get the nutrients to the crop where it's got the greatest opportunity to uptake them. All right, um, I have this idea that 
you know, necessity's mother invention. We've talked about this before on some of the past episodes of cutting the curve. It took fertility prices getting to this point, fertilizer prices getting to this point to where we're like going, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? This seems like an easy, easy thing to do. So, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll talk to that. You know, it, it seems to me that in the industry that we're in, sometimes it takes things like these really high fertilizer prices, these really high commodity prices to, to, to rock the boat, to get, to get farmers to be willing to make change. And as great as our farmers are in America, some of them are a little bit hard-headed. You know? and, and, really? Uh, yeah, they're a little hard-headed. All and, right. You know, we won't call any names of Matt Miles, but to, to, to get change, to drive change on yep. these farms. But why do you, why do you change success? And, and with NutriCharge, we were able to change success and bring forth greater success. So uh, what, what are we using this on? I mean, if, if it helps one plant, it's, it's not like a herbicide where it's specific to broadleaves or grasses or whatever. Is it? Is this stuff work for everything, James? Yeah, I mean, it can be applied. It, it, essentially, it comes down to what are you putting in the soil? You're putting phosphorus down in the soil. Now, we can, we can try and look in a crystal ball. We're standing right here. Where their soil is is here. Where the soil is over there. And that corner of the field is different every 10 feet it changes. The environment and the availability of that fertilizer changes. But what we've done is we've just focused on the chemistry. The chemistry has been the same since we very first started using phosphorus fertilizer 100 years ago. It's still the same thing. All we're doing is basically creating, is like putting a tackle shield around your phosphorus, giving it the ability to stay available longer in the soil so that your crop can take it up. When you look at this soybean plant, is there anything that I'm seeing here that says, man, I know that this really took up all the phosphorus, or, am I, or is this going to look like any other? It's a look, very good-looking soybean plant, by the way. Can I tell? Can you tell? Well, you know, you can look, look at, we, we, you know, number one, phosphorus goes to many things. We've got to have phosphorus for, for, you know, fruit development. We've got to have phosphorus for root development. If you look at the root system on that plant, you look how healthy it is. I mean, naturally. We get a person from Indiana down here, and the first thing he does, he tears all the roots off. <laughs> but, but these plants have got really strong root systems, uh -huh. you know, and, and we're getting really good stalks. So we're getting the phosphorus into that plant. You know, look at, look at the fruiting positions that are already on that plant. Look at the right. flowers. Right. You know, these, these beans here are R2, and, and they're just loaded up with fruit. So we're getting the phosphorus. Soybeans are such a, a, a craver of phosphorus that maybe we don't pay enough attention to, to that. Is there anything that you think that we're missing that the next generation of products will bring us about here, James? I mean, okay, we got phosphorus uh, dialed in and you've got a, a nitrogen product, right? Uh, okay, what about everything else? I think we're already heading that way in the market. Like, look at, look at micronutrient efficiency in soils. We've, we've taken it from just straight oxides and sulfates now to EDTA chelates, and that sure. enables them to come into the plant. We haven't focused on NPK. They've been the same, the same forms, yeah? We just changed the timing, but we can look at chemistry. With everything in, in agriculture, it's all about the chemistry. So we just focus on the chemistry. There's lots of, lots of advancement that can be made. James, you said something pretty smart when we were planning before we turned the camera on, uh, and, and I want to use it again because it's very illustrative. Uh, I've got a million dollars in the bank, but I can't get it. You said that that's kind of like our soils. We might have a whole bunch more nutrients in the soil than we're actually pulling out and giving to the plant. Is that what uh, is that what's going to change? Is that what you're going to help us get better at? I think that's what we, in, in general, in the industry, we have to get better at because we're wanting to grow higher yield crops. Mm -hmm. In the past, it was fine just to put fertilizer on the fall and know that you're going to release enough to pull it off. But if you're trying to hit these high yields that these guys are doing, you have to focus on making more available at the time because you can't be short. It's just like the, you want to go to the you want to go buy a car, but you can pull out ten dollars. You can't buy the vehicle. 
<clears throat> Rob, uptake. Uh, it's probably something that we've never really been as good at. You started getting good at it. What do you still have to learn? So, you know, I think one of the key things that we've got to learn is, is can we do a better job? Can we, can we utilize products like NutriCharge and, and get more nutrients in the plant? Guys, not only is NutriCharge, are we seeing NutriCharge help with the phosphorus? I think one of the key things is, is we're seeing it help the plant take up higher levels of all the cations. You know, uh, not only phosphorus, but we talked about nitrogen. Uh, right. We're talking about calcium. We're talking about zinc, boron. All of these cations we're seeing the go, levels go higher in the plant. Iron. So it, it's all around us. We're seeing a product that is creating a plant or in the soil is making fertilizer where a plant can get it taken up more. You know, I've talked before about corn plants being a big soda straw and, and it can't suck enough nutrients through that soda straw at one time. Right. And, and I think that by, you know, take the analogy of a, of a real thick milkshake, it's hard to get it to go through that straw. Right. It's there, but you take, and then you let it melt this product is letting it melt and it goes right through there like drinking a, a soda pop. It's a good analogy. We've got two good analogies, the whole bank and the account and not being able to pull it out and now the soda straw thing. Uh, what else did we not cover? Because it seems to me 20, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, we up at the farm, we didn't talk about boron and zinc. I mean, we just, it was kind of off our radar, right? And now we're worrying about the uptake of those things. Is there, is there anything we're missing that you think uh, that we haven't covered here about this, the micronutrient side of it? I mean, it, the, it all comes back to charge interaction in the soil. And, and to boil it down in a really simple way is at the end of the day, everything has a charge. It's either a positive or a negative in the soil. Right. Yeah. And in a positive and negative bind together, it's neither of them is available to the plant. So what we try and do is we just looked at the chemistry around, A, can we put a big negative in the soil and a big negative in our product that is hygroscopic? What's that mean? It means it draws moisture to the molecule and we need moisture to make nutrients available. So you have this situation where you have all these, these holding sites on a molecule that pull moisture to it and also pull nutrients. And because we can fix it in this little artificial environment, it means it doesn't fix to other things in the soil and just gives it a better chance of being taken up by the plant. We're leaving it there. You got one last contribution because you've only been using this type of a product now. This is our second year, right? What are we going to look back at after the end of this year and say, boy, learn another one? You know, I think, I think we just got to continue to look at the nitrogen use efficiencies and can we do a better job with the nitrogen? And, and, and then we'll continue to look at more products that they have and, and, and look at those nitrogen products. <clears throat> James Patterson, uh, uptake. Final notes on uptake for the plants. I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how much money you spend, it's about how much you get back. So you just got to focus on looking at, and everybody's going to be different. And there's no miracle product for every situation. You've got to understand your soils, where your yield goals are at, and make sure you're putting on the right nutrients I, in the first place. I guess I'm glad you brought up the ROI because I always ask the farm guys about that. And we did a previous recording where we talked to Matt Miles, and he said it's about $5 an acre. Uh, if I get one more bushel of corn at seven bucks, I made money, but I didn't just get one bushel of corn. We're in a bean field right now. If we use an uptake product like this, are we still talking about five bucks an acre? I mean, 
we look at it like this. We get around a 10% bump in yield. So if you take a guy that's got a really low yielding crop that he under inputs in, yep. yeah, he's not getting a, a, a 7, a 17 bushel right. increase. Because his soil, his, his soil was already being mined. Yeah. He already maybe didn't have the nutrients where it needed to be. He's getting a, he's getting a positive economic response yep. because his, his product cost isn't a lot because he's using very little fertilizer. Yep. So it all comes down to managing expectations. Yeah. So from an ROI standpoint, we can very easily pencil out these kind of products because we we already spent the, we did the hard work we got the fertility in the soil now let's do the easy work of applying a product like this and getting the fertilizer out of it right absolutely yeah yeah it's it's really easy to make products like this work in a program got it if people want to learn more about this of course you can go to uh, extremeag.farm extremeag.farm is where we have hundreds of these kinds of videos we have all the cutting the curve podcasts you can catch that as a video or an audio you can go back and see all the stuff we've done prior including on this very subject if you want to learn more about these specific products that james represents agrotech usa agrotechusa.com agrotech and that's t-e-c-h agro t-e-c-h agrotech.com agrotechusa.com check it out thanks for joining us share this with your friends and continue to tune in here to extremeag.farm